0: Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Script to Screen. This one I'm going to have a lot of fun going over because I had a lot of fun taking notes and reading the script and watching the film for it. And that is, of course, the 1989 hit film... Batman, a film that I will admittedly say that is the one that made me a Batman fan, and I had a lot of fun re-watching this film, because really, any excuse to watch the movie is a good one for me, And um, but watching it with a different pers- perspective, rather. Now, I'm with, um, as I'm continuing to read more movie scripts and learning different styles and different uh, techniques of script writing, uh, it was I'm able to watch it with a whole different perspective which I think I already just said but anyways yeah let me just get to my notes actually had this is the most notes that I've taken so far of the four films that I've done this with I've only done this is my third video but I've done four films the other one was for the original Ghostbusters movie which I'm still debating on whether or not I'm gonna actually do a video for that one maybe I'll do that one next I don't know I'm i'm considering continuing with the batman movies for right now but we'll see but anyways let me get right to it because i have yeah almost seven pages because i have six and a half pages of notes that i took for this one so let me just get right to it um one of the first notes is uh the two uh, thugs that, that are in the intro of the movie um they are described as one named is the derelict name, uh, named eddie uh, the one who's the first one that we meet, he's asking the family for a dollar. So he's described as being 19 or 20 in the script, and uh, obviously when you see him in the movie, uh, that boy ain't ain't 19 or 20. <laughs> um, and the other one is the um, the other uh, thug. He's a street punk named uh, Nick. Yeah, you know, the alternate dialogue between him and Batman when they're on having the fight on the roof, where uh, Batman says, "You're trespassing, rat breath," which is just it's very, just, you know, picturing Michael Keaton's Batman saying that, just funny, but not in a good way, in my opinion. But also, yeah, well, so instead of him saying, I'm Batman, like he does in the movie, in the script, it's I am the knight. Because um, I, forget, I forget what the rest of the dialogue was, but yeah, th- those are the lines that stuck out to me. You're trespassing, rat breath, and I am the knight. Um, and of course, I will have the, the script linked in the description of this episode for anyone who would like to read it uh, and judge for themselves whether or not what's in the script is better than what we get in the movie um but i'm you know spoiler alert on my end very much prefer the movie to what we got in, in the script for for the most part really uh, and and also moving on in the, in the script uh alicia the one you know Chrissom's, uh, woman who is having an affair with Jack Napier, uh, and the script, it's, for the scene, she's described as wearing a negligee during the introductory scene of Jack Napier, which obviously in the film, she's not wearing a negligee, because, uh, you know, I guess maybe they filmed it, but because they needed to keep it PG-13, you know, because the standards of PG-13 back then are a lot different than what we have now, so, yeah, and then also in the script, uh, Jack says, if this clown could touch Chris, I might have uh, killed him by now. Whereas in the movie, it's I'd have handed him his lungs by now. Which again, I prefer the the film version. It just sounds cooler in my opinion, especially being delivered by Jack Nicholson with in the um, cadence and inflection that he has. Um, and then in the script, uh, the interaction between Jack Napier and Lieutenant Eckhard, uh, it's it's a little different uh, it describes Eckhart as a uh, grabbing jack by the collar of his uh jacket or coat rather uh when he has the gun pointed at him and then Nixon Napier has his hand like firmly pressed right on his face up against the wall uh whereas in the movie just, he just shoves him out of the way and Eckhart gets a gun out and Bob pops up from behind him very much prefer that version but yeah in the script um, when he, that, when Eckhart has the gun right on his face, uh, Jack just calmly moves his hand from his, from uh, Eckhart's face and says, "Watch the suit." And uh, yeah, very much prefer the movie version. Um, and uh, additional, we get some additional dialogue uh, between Dent, Commissioner Gordon, and the mayor, talking about the two hundredth anniversary festival. I mean, nothing major or significant, just you know. A little bit of dialogue that, that that's not featured in the film. Um, we also get uh, some alternate dialogue, uh, in the first meeting of Alexandra Knox and Vicky Vale. In the script, uh, when Knox, you know, says, "Will you marry me?" in the in this in the script, maybe in the film, she goes, "Nope. Will you buy me lunch? Maybe I eat light." In the script, when he says, "Will you marry me?" she she replies, "Do you snore?" And then Vail also is described as having bright red hair, which obviously Kim Basinger does not have bright red hair. She is very much a wonderful, lovely blonde woman. Um, And then moving on to the other little changes that are on here. And excuse me. Feeling already a little uh, out of breath and parched. Let me check my water. stay hydrated, kids, um, yeah, in the script, uh, we'll see, uh, Alicia, she appears in the doorway, uh, modeling whatever she had purchased while she was, you know, shopping, you know, it's the scene when they're back at the, you know, I guess it's Christmas you know, penthouse suite, meeting with the attorneys and everybody else, you know, and they come up with the plan of, um, uh, of Jack leading the, you know, industrial espionage, you know, scam, uh, yeah, that, after all that, when he's on the phone, you know, you know, when he says, you know, give me Lieutenant Eckhart, uh, she's actually standing in the doorway wearing whatever the fuck she's wearing, which I'm assuming is some kind of, like, sexy negligee lingerie, whatever the kind of thing, but we don't see it in the film, it's not even described in the script of exactly what she's wearing, just that she's modeling what she, what her, one of her purchases, um, then also in the script, uh, rather than, you know, Bruce being introduced, you know when he's Right, I think he's writing a check or writing he's signing something for for one of the party guests at at Wayne Manor. In the script, he's introduced by coming out of the kitchen uh, during the party, and uh, we also get an alternate exchange uh, between uh, Knox and Alfred, where you know in the film it's just a little it's just a simple, yeah, you know, are you all right, sir? Or Can I help you, sir? And then you know Knox tips him some money. In the script, uh, they're talking about the size of the bathtub. Uh, or rather, just the the bath, because that's what Knox keeps saying. You know, the size of the bath, cut it in half. It's 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 in a size of a small of a lot of a big apartment or something like that. And then Alfred says something like, you know, the bath bathroom is quite large. And then Knox says, No, I mean the tub, the bathtub. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of I feel like I butchered that little bit of dialogue, but yeah, you just click the link in the description. You'll read the you can read the script yourselves and get all that lovely lovely little information there. Um, and also the scene of, uh, Jack Napier and crew arriving at Ace Chemicals as what what it says in the script. Even though the rest of the time in the script, it's Access Chemicals, but in this little moment, it says Ace Chemicals, but yeah, it's them arriving at the, at the, at the factory. That one is not in the movie, obviously. And then, um, also the line, uh, when they're in the armory, uh, when Knox says, you know, he must have been king of the worker people is not in the script at all. And also, there's a bit of you know, additional dialogue between Knox, Vicky Vale, after Bruce uh, leaves. Um, you know, after Alfred informs you know Bruce that Commissioner Gordon was compelled to leave very unexpectedly, sir. Um, and then also some alternate dialogue. Um, let's see between uh, Knox and Vale discussing the Batman sightings. You know, this is all after the you know after the movie in the movie after the uh when joker kills chrissom and he looks at the newspaper uh yeah that's yeah discussing the batman sightings and vicky having a date with bruce alternate dialogue with that then uh and then also this is where it starts to really get significantly different uh, as opposed to the movie uh bruce and vicky's date um as it is in the film is of course you know they're in the dining room the long ass dining room table and they're having soup um which is again prefer that version it's pretty funny um but in the script they go horseback riding uh and let's see let's read it verbatim as i wrote it on here they go horseback riding and then relax on a back patio of wayne manor completely different conversation than what's in the actual film and yes this this is a scene i actually do kind of wish we could have seen, but still very much prefer the dining room scene and the conversation with Alfred, which I feel that one holds a, lot, a little more weight uh, in the story, um, especially as the progression of Bruce's arc throughout this film. I very much prefer that version, but it's kind of funny that they have a horseback riding scene and um, considering that Sean Young was originally supposed to be Vicki Vale, she got injured horseback riding and she was replaced by a Kim Basinger literally overnight like that. Um, which, I mean, kind of sounds harsh when you think of it that way, but, you know, that's, that's the way Hollywood is, you know, they have a production schedule, they gotta meet the deadlines, they gotta boom, 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 you know, and they gotta stick with it, which I know, as an aspiring screenwriter, that's the kind of stuff that I'll have to uh, anticipate, and I feel like I would do pretty good in a creative environment like that, honestly. I mean, other work environments where I've had to, you know, think on the spot like that, and, you know, try to get stuff done last minute. You know, if my anxiety gets would get the best of me and i i will admit and acknowledge that very much um you know especially working in the medical field but in a creative environment like this i feel like i would do much better and handle it much better than i have in other um situations but anyways back to my notes right here um and additional lines from the doctor after joker's surgery in the in the in the script uh the scene also happens um, in the script, it happens after, uh, Bruce and Vicky have their drunken kiss on the stairwell. Um, and, uh, wait, sorry, I feel, feel like I'm messing things up over here, too. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm, when I said, yeah, that, they, that the scene with Knox and Vicky Veal happening after Brisson was killed, no, this is after we get the hand of, uh, joker coming out of the the toxic chemicals yeah my mind is a little low with the place right now sorry um anyways yeah additional dialogue from you know jack Sur- after jack surgery it's in the script it's taking place after the drunken kiss and after ricky wakes up to see bruce hanging upside down uh, whereas in the in the movie the drunken kiss happens after you know he they have the surgery um, and then also we get some additional dialogue, uh, with Knox and Vicky over Bruce's file. Um, where, uh, remember, oh yeah, I, I don't remember the exact context of this one because, uh, oh yeah, this is after the incident at city hall that involves, uh, the other mob bosses, um, yeah, we get a, yeah, additional dollar from that, and then we also, the, the line from the Joker where he says, the pen is truly mightier than the sword, um, that is not in the script at all, which makes me believe that it's possibly an ad-lib by Jack Nicholson, because, uh, and I remember in the Shadow of the Bat documentary when I was watching that again, that they kind of acknowledged that a lot of it was just, you know, they, you know, felt in the moment or kind of thing, and, like, they, uh, a lot of stuff that they would do on the spot that, that worked very well. So I'm suspecting that maybe that's that was an on on the spot ad lib by Nixon, which, I mean, veteran actor that he is, worked very very well, and wouldn't surprise me if it was an ad lib from him. Um, and also an exchange of dialogue between uh Bruce and Vicky after Joker leaves. You know, after the shooting was completely cut out of the film at all. If they even had that in the film, um, but yeah, it's in the script, not in, not featured in the film. And also for the script that I had, uh, an entire page is missing. So, sorry about that. Whoops. Um. But anyways, yeah, the scene of uh, Bob and Joker with the photos of Vicky, and the scene with the Joker and the scientist at Access Chemicals, it's uh, sequenced differently in the script because in the script Joker meets with the scientist, and then they have the with uh, him and Bob in the photos. Whereas in the movie, it's him with the f- Joker with the photos, and then he meets with the with the scientist. And um, also the the scene with the Alfred and Bruce having the conversation about Vicky after the incident at City Hall. In um, the script, it's uh, it happens uh, let's see, it happens after the stuff with the Joker and the and access chemicals. Whereas you know, getting in the movie, it happens uh, after Joker breaks the TV. You know where he makes the comment, you know, what kind of a world do we live in, where a man dressed up as a bat. Gets all of my press, which that's one of my favorite lines, because it's just instead of him being angry about about uh, whatever's going on, he's mad that he's not getting the proper you know attention. <laughs> um. Uh, and then also let me look here, and yeah, yeah, uh, the scene with a uh, Vicky calling Knox about a uh, the uh, Pearl in Philip Street. That one, the that happens also uh before the. Yeah, honestly, I'm kind of I'm getting confused by my own notes here. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, that happened. That the stuff so Joker and and Alfred and all that. Yeah. Anyways, um, I feel like I'm really doing a pretty poor and shitty job on this one. I sincerely apologize for those of you who are going to be watching and listening to this one. Uh, but just acknowledge that i am doing this very late at night after a long weekend of working and i'm exhausted mentally exhausted physically exhausted so i'm just going with the flow at this point really uh oh yeah and then uh, one scene that this one really kind of surprised me which you know, a lot of stuff that's in the script did surprise me this is one another one Uh, There's a scene of Vicky meeting with a fashion photographer named Tony talking about a client that he has named Joseph Kerr, a.k.a. Joe Kerr, um, who has information about Batman. And uh, also in this scene, uh, we get the deaths of the uh, models uh, Candy Walker and Amanda Keeler that we see during the action news uh, segment uh, that that would happen afterwards in this one. And then also the scene at the museum is slightly different in the script where instead of them, you know, how they're using bright colored paint to damage all the paintings, instead Joker takes a sword out of his cane and just starts, you know, fucking up the paintings that way. Um, And then also a scene of Batman saving a little girl uh, after the Batmobile chase uh, with the girl saying, Is it Halloween? Uh, that is absent from the film, or, although a lot of people say that they actually saw the scene, uh, when they saw it in theaters originally, um, which I didn't get to see it in theaters, because I was two at the time, obviously would not have been able to go see the movie, and probably wouldn't have remembered it anyways, but yeah, the scene does indeed exist, uh, and and they've shown it, they show it in the uh, Shadow of the Bat documentary for anyone who hasn't seen it before, um... And also in the script, uh, uh, a few of the Joker goons are actually killed, or it's implied that they're killed. Uh, when Batman uh, pulls one of them in the line of fire, and another one cracking his head on a nearby brick wall. Uh, of course, in the film, we don't see them die. Or at least it's not implied that they die. But in the script, yeah, one of them gets shot, and another one gets cracks his head on the wall. Yeah. Yeah um but you know batman doesn't kill um well yeah some additional dialogue between batman and vicky after the fight in the alleyway and some additional dialogue in the Batcave as well and then there's some alternative dialogue uh between bruce and vicky at vicky's apartment um uh when you know when he's going there to try to tell her that he's batman um and this was another instance where you know of course i prefer the film version uh more than what we got in the script and then um side note uh, this is one that i've actually thought about for a while and kind of even brought it up there in the i mean i wasn't on the live stream with the David film junkie doing the watch along for this film but the way vicky was dressed up uh, in this scene you know with nice black dress and the lipstick her hair is nice it makes me wonder, like, where, was she going somewhere? Like, what plans did she have, if she had any? You know, for her to be, or, or is she just dressed up that way to stay at home? I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, and then the rest of the scene also plays out very differently in the script as opposed to how it is in the movie. Uh, like, the package of the dead flowers uh, is delivered before Joker arrives at the apartment. Um, whereas, you know, in the movie, it arrives with him. And, um... And Bruce and Vicky have an exchange in the kitchen about the flowers. And uh, Bruce has his utility belt where he's investigating uh, the box and has like a little you know, makeshift gas mask in there as well. And there's also some alternative dialogue between Joker, Vicky, and Bruce. Um, and then um, they, uh, where Joker's goons, they actually kidnap Vicky Vale. Uh, and then. After uh, Joker has shoots Bruce in the movie, he you know shoots him. He has the plate right there, but in here he shoots him uh, as well. And Vicky is kidnapped, and then Bruce is uh chasing after them on a rooftop. And also, see so yeah, we get some police officers who were affected by Joker's uh, tainted chemicals, and then Bruce also. Uh, continues to chase them on horseback which would explain why they had the horseback uh, uh, date as earlier in the script you know which is obviously a callback to that and why it was so significant to be featured there and then we also have uh, Alfred driving a yellow Volkswagen bug to deliver a bundle of bat clothes as described in the script uh, to Bruce and then Bruce asks uh, Alfred to uh, find the records on his family which, I mean, they do acknowledge that in the scene later on where he says, did you get the file on my parents? Uh, So this is where that seed is planted here. And we also get a scene uh, in uh, Gotham Central Square with the mayor unveiling a statue of who's supposed to be uh, John T. Gotham, you know, founding father of Gotham City. And uh, it was replaced by a Joker statue that uh, would be destroyed by an exploding bolo, uh, um honestly not entirely sure how I feel about this scene because picturing in my head it looks interesting and like it would have been an interesting film, but again I say I prefer what was actually in the film where Bruce is just shot, believed to be dead and knocked out, and then, you know, Joker leaves and Vicky faints when she sees the dead flowers. Um yeah, I very much prefer it that way, honestly. Now we also get a additional dialogue with a Knox and Vale while looking through the newspaper clippings and stories of the Wayne murders in the script. Um, uh, in the script, rather, it shows that Vicky is making the connections uh, between what happened here and then with Batman. You know, whereas you know, it's, or at least it's more implied in the script. Whereas in the movie, it's just I don't really know how to interpret the way the scene flows in the movie. But yeah. You know, but you you feel the the emotional impact there, Uh, and then also uh, before the parade uh, that we get from the Joker, there's a scene where his goons uh, with his goons and the parade floats, um, and also you know when Nox decides he's gonna try to you know stop the Joker goons uh, from getting away during the parade and the when the balloons you know start uh, you know, spewing out the gas that's going to kill everybody. Uh, This one, um, let me look at it. While he's trying to stop the Joker goons, uh, he actually gets shot and is bleeding from the head. Uh, And Obviously, this was not in the film. Instead, he um, grabs onto the hood of his car and gets thrown into some garbage. And also, Joker does not kill Bob in the script. Hashtag justice for Bob. (laughs) Um, And um, also, uh, when... Joker shoots the Batwing and it crashes down in front of the cathedral and the script Vicky actually helps Batman uh, get out of the wreckage of the Batwing and also Joker does not kidnap Vicky Vale and can't hold her hostage in the cathedral like he does in the movie Um, and said uh, yeah just Batman and Joker have a very different exchange of dialogue and fight uh, in the cathedral on the roof of the cathedral where they have handcuffs and acid and bats like in Batman Begins, when Joker or no, when Batman rather is uh, escaping Arkham Asylum, and he summons the bats. Same thing happens here uh, in this script, uh, which is just really interesting. I wonder how that would have played out in the in the movie if it actually went that way. It probably would have looked pretty cool. I don't know. Um, but again, I love the way it is in the movie, and also when they bo- they both fall from the roof of the cathedral, um, and uh, yeah. When and they're both thought to be dead, uh, by the as at least believed by the Gotham City Police. And Joker definitely is dead here, just like in the movie. And also where when the where the police see that man lands from the fall, they go they run over there to to, to check him. And instead, it's a, a cape wrapped around a groggy Alexander Knox, um, which is just kind of an interesting little little twist right there. And then also after the press conference where, you know, Vicky is leaving, uh, we see, as described, little boys playing Batman in the, in the at the end of this movie, which, I mean, it's kind of cute, but also a little cheesy, which, I mean, not entirely out of the realm of a Tim Burton movie, so um, probably would have been alright with that, honestly. But yeah, that's all the differences from the script of Batman 1989 with the film that we actually got, and some other little personal notes that I wrote down on here. Yeah, a lot more differences than I expected there to be, um, very clearly. I feel like there's others that I did not touch on here, but again, that's why you can click the link in the description, read the script yourself, and spot any differences that stood out to you that I might not have mentioned here. Um... But yeah, a lot of differences in the script, which has me very curious to continue with this and check out the scripts for Batman Returns, for Batman Forever, which Batman Forever, I know there is a lot that was taken out of the movie. And uh, so some of, some of the latest stuff is on the Blu-ray home video releases, but there's also a lot of stuff that was not on the re- put on those home video releases that I would love to see from the actual film. Because I used to have the comic book that featured a lot of stuff that was taken out of the film. So I have a pretty good idea of what, you know, was there I wish I still had that comic I really do um and it's on Amazon I can buy it there but I I don't know I don't know if I actually would but yeah um that's gonna be a lot of fun to go over that uh hashtag release the Schumacher cut um but yeah the scripts are Batman Returns Batman Forever and Batman and Robin be a lot of fun to look over I'm still searching for a good script for Batman and Robin um uh, and anyone would like to help me search that, please feel free to do so, but yeah, I've already found a script for Batman Returns and Batman Forever, and I'm gonna eventually do those, maybe I'll do those next, uh, but we'll see, and, uh, also the other, um, little bit of news that I, or notes that I put on here, uh, again, like, you know, as I mentioned with, the uh, Sean Young, how she was originally cast for Vicky Vale, I'm very curious what kind of performance we would have we gotten from her as the character, um, also much like uh, for batman returns uh, that um Annette Benning was the originally the original actress cast for Selena Kyle and Catwoman um you know great actress Annette Benning but she had to drop because she was pregnant uh, and just yeah, kind of remembering what Tim Burton said you know he has that con- the conflict of you know I'm genuinely happy for you uh, but then also the shit now I lost my catwoman kind of thing um curious what kind of performance we would have gotten out of her from in that one too but yeah that's gonna do it for this edition of script to screen for batman 1989 hope you enjoyed hearing me go over it. and again any stuff that might be that was in script that i did not mention or forgot to mention um that you might you know feel is worth talking about that's in the script um Feel free to have that discussion with me. You can do so either on the comment section of the YouTube video or you can do so on my social media. Check the link tree that I have on the description where it has all my social media Twitter, Instagram, Vero, um, I think Snapchat, and TikTok are listed on there as well. And also where you can find uh, all content from the monetized podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, uh, Radio Public, uh, Stitcher, the Podbean, all of that is in the description. Yeah, and also my podcast store, if anyone who would like to purchase some stuff on there. I'm trying to work with some new designs for that as well. Um, uh, also, the uh, Autumn Center Chibi Fund with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. That link is always going to be in the description for these shows. Um, feel free to donate to that and share it along on your social media as well and uh yeah thank you all so much for watching for listening for subscribing if you're not subscribed please do so um i love and appreciate every single one of you who do i truly and genuinely do and i hope you all are doing well staying safe taking care of yourselves and your loved ones and being awesome people that i know you are and can be and yeah this has been script to screen from the manatides podcast i am julian and i will see all of you on the next one Bye-bye.